I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to part three of the Stompcast. Uh, ben, how was your Magnum? What did oh, you go for? The so listeners? good. I had an original Magnum. You had the classic, didn't you? A classic. Well, I had Magnum. a classic, you had a classic, producer Charlie had a classic, Emma decided to mix it up and have a white Magnum, but not because she preferred to have a white Magnum, but because she was worried about spilling it down <laughs> herself. So, um, just smart. Yeah, you were actually just really smart. Um, was it a safe choice? Yeah. Are you glad with your choice? No, She's happy with it. She's happy with it and no stains as well. You know, I, I actually, I've got a coffee in hand now. I always pick up a coffee. Um, and the number of times I've actually spilt coffee down my top. I don't even care anymore. I'm like, it's just part of my outfit. It's like, right. yeah, I got another coffee stain. Fine, whatever. <laughs> part, of the st- part of the stomp kit, almost having a coffee stain. Exactly, yeah. Let's pick up where we were chatting before. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about your kind of strategy and activism yeah. moving forward and, and what you're trying to achieve. Because actually, you've been in this space now for a good couple of years. Mm, yeah. Um, which actually, maybe we'll start from that perspective. How do you kind of deal with looking after your mental health? So aside parking perhaps that grief aspect for a moment, just in terms of, obviously I know it's very intertwined, but in terms of the burnout, in terms yeah. of like, it's, it, it, the system's frustrating. It takes a yeah. long time. Yeah. Even when it's going with you, it takes a long time. Yeah. How do you kind of balance that and stop yourself basically burning out? Um, well, for a long time, I didn't stop it. And it, you know, it went through really difficult periods of complete exhaustion. And then, you know, it, it's, it's trial and error, right? And it's, for me, it's like it was about identifying what was actually causing the stress and like trying to find ways around it. Look, in this job, and we've, we just laughed about it, right? It's, no one would choose it. It's exhausting. Why is it exhausting? For me personally, um, it's the constant feeling like I need to be doing more or I need to be doing this. Or, and look, with mental health, you can you could literally sit there and write a 50-page document with a manifesto of everything that needs to change. And you could spend your entire life just talking about everything that needs to change to actually find something that needs to and then put enough energy into that to like get to it. And these systems move so glacially slow that, you know, you start a project, it might be eight, it might be a decade before it actually comes into you, right? And that's exhausting in itself. Um, for me, though, I think it's about um, boundaries. Um, like one of the most exhausting things for me is hearing people's stories yeah. when I'm not ready to hear yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, and it's been, whether that's through message or in person. Message, person, yeah. yeah. It's it's a really, it's a really difficult thing because. It, on the one hand, oh my God, it's amazing that people feel like they can talk to me. Um, they, they feel comfortable sharing really deep, vulnerable things, aspects of their life. That's amazing and I, I love that. But on the other hand, when you're not expecting it, um, it, can, it can actually be quite triggering and, and, and awful, right? For me, it's all about boundaries, right? And, and having those people share things, although it's really lovely to hear those stories, it can be quite triggering and, and quite exhausting. And, you know, there is this balance in working in activism, whether it's mental health or it's climate, whether, whatever activism it is, is of balancing work and, and not. Because for a long time, I, I used to say to people, I don't have a nine to five job, I have a 24 seven job. Yeah. Because you never stop thinking about it. I mean, I dream about 
being in Parliament. I like literally, I go to sleep and I dream about being on a walk talking to people. Or, like you, <laughs> you literally dream of it. Or you're in the shower and you have an idea and you write it down. Or you're planning a speech. Like it, it's a really difficult thing to get across because there's no like start or end point to your day. You just live this thing. It becomes your identity. And that's really hard. And for a long time, I really struggled with that. But it, it came down to boundaries, right? It was about, actually, no, this is when I'm going to work. I don't post, I don't go on social media at weekends anymore. I'm like, no, I'm going to stick to working days. I only, you know, engage in that sort of thing on, on working days. I only think about work on working days. I take the weekends off. I actually recharge and actually get away from it all on the weekends. Because I fell into this place of, and then this, it, I really struggled with this, of, I fell into this place of, I was, my identity was losing my brother. Um, and I couldn't, whilst that was my identity, I couldn't get away from it. People put sometimes as well, and this is meant in the best possible way, people kind of put that on you as well a lot, don't they? Yeah. So I kind of not deliberately, because it's done because it's human nature, because people empathise and think that's the most horrible situation of how horrible that would have been, but they go, oh yeah, Alex, oh yeah, he lost his brother. And yeah. Ben, oh yeah, he, you know, he, activist who lost his brother. Yeah. It, is, it's, it, is, yeah. it is, of course, a big part of your life, and you wouldn't separate that. It wouldn't be like, oh, it's not my part of my life now, but you should also have a life outside of that narrative as well, isn't it? Exactly, and look, my work's always it's always going to be influenced by that and obviously losing sound was an enormous moment and the reason I do all of this but you know it's important to have an, an identity that's not the most triggering you're also and ben West, traumatic aren't you? you are exactly ben. you're Ben you're a different person yeah. and I have an outside life that is not talking about mental health I'm a completely different person well not a completely different person but I'm very you're different absolutely why I got an image so, now uh, you're <laughs> hurtling down the mountains uh, on your snowboard <laughs> yeah, in like exactly. jazzy gear and stuff. Like. maybe yeah. you go and you go skiing you've worn uh, jeans and a jacket in the middle of the summer maybe when you're skiing it's in shorts and a yeah, t-shirt yeah, yeah. it's actually like, me know, like, yeah. like speedos do you wear those man <laughs> what's it called a mankini yeah, thing that's it yeah oh god that would be absolutely um, but uh, also, I'm not sure you want to go skiing, and that it wouldn't be very. Oh um, god, the ice burns. Flattering. The ice burns as well if you came off. <laughs> well, when yeah. you came off, yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Uh, but anyway, so I'm very different outside, and I'm like, it became quite exhausting just being introduced as lost my brother suicide. And, and look, that's naturally going to be always the case. But it was about trying to figure out what the boundaries were with that as well. Um, but look, it's it's been a process. It's been a, a learning learning experience and also you know I did you did say don't go into the grief thing but actually like going through all of this the anger you feel at the system is usually influenced by the grief and the anger sure. that comes with that and the trauma and so actually trying to understand where all these emotions are coming from um, but no it's been uh, been <laughs> quite an experience trying to learn to adapt to this um, but having said all of that the reason I started campaigning was because I needed that lifeline, that something mm. positive to get through. Um, and however negative it's been at times, for me it's always been positive. Because I love, I'd do anything to be able to go back five, six years and, and stop this from happening to my mm. family. Like I, I can't do that, but I am in a position now to stop that happening to someone else's family. And, and I know that's really cliche saying that, but it, it just gives you so much fulfillment and satisfaction in life that it sort of makes the difficult days and the pain and, and the pain that I still go through, if it makes it worth it. So however exhausting it is, like, I don't know, dealing with civil servants and all of this, right, it, it does, just to elaborate, right, a lot of the time people ask me, what's the best moment of the last six years, right? That was my next question, actually. Oh, really? Okay. A lot of the time it's, people expect it's like awards or Downing Street or Parliament or, you know, Kensington, it's not. It's, it's the small 
quiet moments that no one's noticed where I've got a message from someone that's been affected mm-hmm. or a very vulnerable message and I've sat there and I've smiled to myself in my chair and it even makes me emotional now because that's why I do it. Like the, the big moments are actually the most exhausting. The really fulfilling moments are the quiet little smiles and, and for me, it just makes it all worth it. You know, it's, it's a loud, very out there job. Um, but actually what matters is the quiet bits. Um, no, it's, it's funny since you're saying that because my favourite memory or moment, I guess, for myself would probably be um, a message I got from a parent who's yeah. they, they, who bought a better day for their child who I think was about eight or nine. And um, they they sent me a message saying that the that the child basically started crying at the start of the book. I said, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like, why are you crying? I said, no, mum, because this is the first time that I feel like I'm not alone. Oh, and it obviously like amazing. that, like, it makes me emotional to say that, but yeah, I yeah, literally yeah. imagine I was sobbing like a baby. But that is like just a, such a important feeling. And, and I think, it uh, is. you know, when you said about, say, Sam, you know, Sam, and you go back, I mean, the odd thing is, right, and obviously we will both go back and we wish we could have changed what happened. But I don't know about you, but I often think, well, if I did change the past, how many lives would, would not now be saved? I mean, I'm not saying it's an egotistical no, thing, but I, I mean, you're, I'm sure you're also very well aware that you have saved lives. Yeah. Think about the lives that maybe people maybe wouldn't be here. Exactly. If you changed the course of history. And, I, and, I, and it's odd because from a selfish standpoint, I don't know if selfish is the right word, I'd love to change it. Of course I would. I want Clear back here. Yeah. He's going to university. I would change all of that. But, but then would you? Because then how many people who are now... Who, and even now, the work you know that we're doing, like so, you know, we get the mental health first aid things changed at school. You know, the work that you do with universities to get them to be taking proper account of and a responsibility for the mental health of their students, trying to get education system changed, getting the hubs funded. You know, think about how many children's lives, young people, and you know, adults' lives that will be saved yeah. by that work. You know, it's very hard because sometimes in my head I'm like, oh, I hate you, world, because yeah. you've given us this path. But then also, would you change it? Isn't it? This is it, I know. And, and I guess that's where the, a lot of the, like we said in part one at the beginning, right? This idea of being part of a bigger thing and having, like, I'm not religious, right? And uh, we spoke about this when I arrived earlier. Because you I recently just, did a, you done a, you just did a presenting piece around yeah. religion and mental health, didn't you? Yeah, so I did, a, I did a bit of an investigation for BBC One around religion and mental health, because I've always been fascinated at this people that, that almost seem to this like higher level of resilience to, to certain things and just this, this belief in a higher power that feels really settling. And I'm not religious and I find that interesting, but I guess my version of that is having this feeling of there's a greater purpose, you're yeah, part of a sure. greater system. And I know that sounds really like disgustingly well, it doesn't, it doesn't philosophical, philosophical, but it is, it's resettling. And I guess you're right, isn't it? Uh, you're right on you. It's like, we're in this situation, it's a really awful situation, but we are in a position now where we can use that experience and create some massive change and help people, and that's really amazing. And also for me, and, and positive and negative, I guess, because on the one hand, this is an enormous amount of pressure, um, but then on the other hand, it's like, again, really fulfilling, um, is I, I was, out of me and Sam, I was not the first person to do this. When he was diagnosed, he was desperate for people to understand what was going on. He, was, he felt incredibly stigmatised about his illness and what he was going through. And just around that sort of that time um, at school, these posters started going up around school that were like, this is depression, this is anxiety, this is how to talk to someone, blah, blah, blah. All these like myth-busting posters. Um, anyway, no one had any idea who was doing them. Yeah, well, just after he died, about a week after he died, I kicked over his school bag accidentally and they all fell out. Oh, he wow. was that desperate for just 
Wow. And apparently he was doing it after school. He was like going after school, putting them up so no one knew he was doing them. And he was it's the so first sad that he felt so much stigma and, and, it, and shame. It but is, but also it? incredible that, you know, you've carried that baton mm. for him and how proud that he would undoubtedly be of, of you doing that and doing it in such a way that's like, here I am, you know, kind of thing, as a not. Yeah. Not, not, not allowing that stigma to, to prevent. But that's the thing, isn't it? That's, that's what it's all about. That's why when people say, you know, oh yeah, we've, we've done stigma, look, everyone's talking now, but mm. we haven't, have we? You know, because still, as you said, like in a lot of religious spaces, you know, certain things like suicide, oh, yeah. very difficult conversation. Yeah. We still see a lot of stigma, actually in many institutions and, and environments. And, yeah. and ultimately for me, until people can talk as freely about their mental health as if they have the flu, then we've got work to do. Exactly. You know, when someone can come in and go, oh, bloody hell, you know, this weekend it was tough, I had really bad anxiety, this happened, I felt really anxious this weekend, but I've worked on it, I've talked with people, in the same way they come and go, oh, bloody hell, I had a terrible flu this weekend, yeah. Jesus, man, I had a bad flu. When you can have that conversation the same, and people just say, just say you know, oh God, that last, mo last month was a tough month for me, this happened, and I had a hard month. If they can do that in the same way, they go, oh, bloody hell, I hurt my back. Yeah, yeah. I've had a terrible bad back, back last pain. week, by the way. I've had a <laughs> yeah. bloody awful bad back. Had, yeah. But, <laughs> but it, when you can do that, when people can have as frank a conversations like that without feeling ashamed, yeah. then I think we've, you know, that's, that's when I'm like, cool, stigma we've then got we've, Then we've got it. It's so, it's so true. And, and we can sort of look at mental health at the moment. And I get this sometimes of like, you'll be riding this wave of, oh, we're making loads of amazing progress. And I think we are making huge progress. I think we are. I think, I think we, we are. are, but you're right. We can't make the mistake of ticking that stigma box as being I sorted. think we're at the cusp of seeing, my, my opinion is that I think we are at the cusp of seeing genuine generational change yeah. and the reason I think that is because I think we, we, what you're not seeing now is, is, is in the past certain political parties had more or less uh, interest is the wrong word but uh, openness to this yeah. conversation was I think it is a bi oh, bipartisan definitely. issue I think po party politics understanding that it is bigger than party uh, politics I think you know the older generations through to the younger generations understand that things need to change. And I think that's when, going back to what we said about like the status quo, when enough people are uncomfortable with the current situation, it does come to change. The things that I think are blocking at the moment is just how slow everything is. I mean, yeah. the hubs, we will get, I will get them done. Yeah. We were seeing hot hubs that have been popping up. I visited a hub in Horsham recently, which was actually with the local MP. Um, got together with uh, the community and got that funded. It's fantastic. Um, but what we want to see that obviously is rolled across the country. We want to see, you know, the, the project you're doing with first aid training at school, the universe, all these things need to happen. But the biggest challenge seems to be just the, the, the time and, and like changing because things have been a certain way for a long time. Mm. People think, well, it's very hard to change that. You know, how do yeah. we change the way that things have been? Yeah. You know, and, and I think that is the biggest challenge. But I do feel, I don't know about you, but I feel really positive that actually, you know, keep chipping away at it, got to kind of look after ourselves while we're at it, but keep pushing. Yeah. Eventually, that's just going to pay off, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. And look, it's, so many people understand this now. Um, beyond, you know, we've made so much progress over the last decade, um, and certainly over the last um, 50 years, to a point now where you're right, political parties all over understand that actually this is not a political problem, this is a public health problem um, that we should be dealing with. It's a public um, duty. A, really. It is, absolutely. But also, everyone benefits. If, if we solve this, 
Everyone benefits, the economy benefits, people benefit, uh, it, like, <laughs> the NHS benefits, right? Everyone should benefit if we nail this. Um, and, and I think people are starting to realise that. So there is a lot of incredibly intelligent people um, on all levels of government, all levels of society that are working very hard on that. And actually, you know, I think a big part of the personal message that we need to send to people at the moment is there is hope here. Mm. A lot of people are stuck in, and I speak to a lot of people in this situation, a lot of people are stuck in this situation where they're on a waiting list. They're angry, or, they're they don't like, Yeah, or they don't yeah. like their mental health team. They don't get on with their, their treatment. They then then like, what is left for me? What is left? There mm. is nothing left. But what I'd say is like, there is so much happening right now. Mm. We're at the start of a wave, just yeah. like, beginning to break and, and I think it's, really we, yeah. it's a really exciting time to be a mental so. health. I'm an engineer, right? I went to uni and did engineering. I've always been in like an engineering mind. I did a, I worked in a summer job at a marine engineering place from since I was like 13. Um, I'm still that person. I'm still an engineer mind. Like I wouldn't be putting so much time into this if I thought it was just a brick yeah, wall we're not getting yeah. anywhere. It's really Excuse exciting. But yeah, right? exactly. The pay, the payoff has got to be there. And that's what I feel. Well. My message to people would be that Things haven't been the way they should be in over yeah. the years, but actually, what we're seeing is a huge turn of the tide. And, and I think, regardless of which party is in in the next phase of the election, I think you are going to see this this changing because the, the desire and the 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 drive, if you like, of the people, and I include that as everyone that wants to make the change, just is so strong. It's unstoppable. And and I think you know the most important thing for me is that people keep talking about it, they keep writing to MPs. Every time you see something on social media where like you're doing, you know, like when you were the Education Select Committee talking about the universities, comment on it, like yeah, it, yeah. share it, talk to someone, post something, <laughs> say something about it, use your voice. Yeah. I think the thing I would say is that a lot of the time people think, well, who am I? You know, I've you know, got many followers or, you know, I'm not in a position of power. You have a voice, use mm. it. Um, oh, and if one definitely. person can hear your voice, if one person hears your voice and you advocate for something and that person tells another person, the knock-on effect is huge. Oh, massive. That none of this happens without the public getting involved and, and the masses getting involved. And, um, you know, this, we've got to this point off the back of enormous public pressure and enormous public support over the years anyway. Um, to lead it forward, we just need more. And I mean, with social media, right? You just talk about like liking and commenting and engaging with mm. with stuff like this. There's so much banal nonsense on social media. Like, if we really believe in this, just support. Get out there, share the right messages. Share something. Um, well, I always say to people, I think if you want to help me, comment, share, like, <laughs> save the post, get yeah. it seen by more people. That's how you 100%. help, right? Same as like, when I see your stuff, I like share it, and and, yeah. and I know that yeah. you support yeah, yeah, my yeah. stuff because you're like, well, you know, we're both fighting for something that exactly. we want. And let's let's make it happen. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, let's do the health fact of the week. Health fact of the week. I love that. Let's go health fact of the week. <laughs> We're keeping that one. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, I mean, we were, we were going to use Charlie's fact, which I actually haven't seen yet, but I actually came up with a fact while I was slipping on the Magnum. Um, is that how you do it? That sounds a bit dodge. We'll keep that in anyway. Slipping Happy on the Magnum. Yeah, yeah, we enjoyed the Magnum. My classic Magnum <laughs> went down very well. Uh, very well. Um, and yeah, we were talking about alcohol, weren't we? And uh, well, Ben, what, what did I say? What did I say about alcohol? Ooh, the, um, so alcohol... Because obviously your teetotal, we were on, we were yep. talking about things that had alcohol in it, and a, I didn't know this. A banana yep. has alcohol in it. Yeah. So it's and you're up to about five percent. That's bananas. I love that. <laughs> so people say about like our oh, lucky saint, lucky saint, and the other kind of alcohol-free drinks. Are they are they truly alcohol-free if they have a small percentage, usually under 0.5 percent? You're right, strictly to have a bit of alcohol in, but at that level your body basically processes and kicks out so quickly that it won't have any effect whatsoever. And anything that ferments actually creates some alcohol. Bananas yeah. ferment, they ripen, uh, and yeah, they have I a little bit of alcohol good. in it, less than 0.5%. You're not gonna get drunk eating bananas, but uh, you're absolutely <laughs> strict on it and scientific about it, wow. they contain alcohol. 0.5% did you say? Up, up to about 0.5%. Wow. Yeah, and the, more, the longer you leave them, the more that they will ferment, right. right? If you leave it in its peel and it goes really brown, then it will ferment further, Oof. basically. Wow. Did you know that, Charlie? Was that a new one? That was a new one. That so was a good one. Nice cheap go. pre-drinks then. <laughs> yeah. Some banana moldy drinks, bananas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing is you'll be careful as well. You eat too many bananas. It's got a lot of potassium in. Potassium's good for you, but you can't eat too many. But actually, really? you would be sick long before you ate enough bananas to have to be an drunk. overdose of, of well, yeah, more importantly, right. actually, the, the, the potassium. You'd really struggle. Uh, but to be fair, though, those with kidney issues are sometimes advised to really avoid bananas because even small amounts. I love a banana. I love a banana. It's as well. my go-to. It's my go-to it's, fruit. There's a lovely, there's a lovely punnet of. Is it punnet bananas? You say? Punch. Is it punnet? What's a punnet? Grapes. Punnet grapes. Yeah. There you go. Charlie's health fact. So you got one. You got one in there. Yeah. Uh, Charlie. Um, so there's a lovely bunch of bananas waiting for me when I get back to the flat. Yeah. There you go. Well, awesome. Ben, thank you very much. I, it's been an incredible uh, conversation. You're an amazing guy. I, I, I honestly, I really enjoy spending time with you, and, and I love the work that you do. Maybe you could leave us just with. One thought, you know, for, for, for anyone who perhaps has been listening to this and, and thought, you know, I'm going through a shit time at the moment, things are difficult. What would you, what do you say to that person? Oh, that's so hard, isn't it? Look, I've been there. Um, I guess for me, like we've said, there's this cyclical cycle of sundown, sun up. Mm. And sometimes you're going to have bad days. I still have bad days and, and going through difficult times, it is difficult, but um, Winston Churchill, right? It's a great Winston Churchill quote. If you're going through hell, keep going. I put that on my post yeah. last week or so. Or right, and I, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's such a good one. And I remember my dad said that, I think it was at Sam's funeral, he said, um, he came up with that quote. And I was like, you know what? Well, that's so true when you're going through difficult times, the sun goes down, the sun comes up. If you're going through hell, keep going. Because so many people lose that battle before they get through to the end of it, right? And it's one of the saddest parts of what we do is seeing people that don't survive the process of it. And it's not to say that they're lacking grit or, or strength for anything, they're incredibly strong individuals, but you just, 
So that's this perspective of, of that's the thing with young people. It's also having a perspective of knowing that. But yeah, just and there is hope. And there's people trying that. really, really hard to improve the whole system and support us. And yeah. um, and you know like we're going to make progress. And there's always hope because there's people out there fighting very, very hard, spending long hours in Parliament and Downing Street, <laughs> <laughs> trying get to violin that trying to get it better. But um, please stay. Yeah, keep going. I mean, I adapted that uh, quote a little bit. I like thinking of like um, sometimes to get to heaven, you've got to go through hell. And yeah. I think that's uh, that's. Yeah. Kind of right. similar, similar idea. Well, so. thank you so much, and make sure, guys, we'll leave a link also to check out Ben's book, and and, and make sure you follow him on the socials. Please support, like they said before. You know, share stuff, uh, comment, uh, like. People ask me on Instagram, like, does it make a difference if you like stuff? Sadly, it does. Yeah. Like, algorithms work that way. Instagram showing people stuff. Unfortunately, our conversation about mental health is probably not the priority of sometimes <laughs> these social media platforms. Algorithms, unfortunately, don't work with us sometimes. So, help us. Thanks very much. Everyone, we will be seeing you in a few moments, I hope, on Behind the Stompcast. We're going to have a really good chat and a natter about coming to uh, Isheen, any tips about coming to Richmond. We're going to ask uh, Charlie, actually, what we're going to ask Charlie. I don't know. You'll find out we're going to ask Charlie <laughs> after. I've completely forgotten. That's a good, a, good, a good reason on its own. See if I can remember what I'm supposed to ask her. See you over on uh, Behind the Stompcast. You can subscribe as a free month trial. You have access to Dr. Alex's diaries every Thursday, early access to all the, the, the podcast uh, content. ASMR drops as well. We've just made a new one actually last week, which would be really cool. And so we think it's really good value. It supports us also to keep making the episodes we love. Take care, everyone, and goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.